Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. The Zoom session will start in one minute. Hi, this is Rahul Radio. Today is November 15th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Retainment PC is uh, conducting Zoom and conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please show your face and let Gayatri know if you're a newcomer. Um, Gayatri, can you check? Steven is there? Um, sure, Rahul. I'll just check with not, uh, check. Send him the link, okay? Sure, sure. Good. Go ahead with the callers. Rajashri? Uh, hi, Rahul. My question is uh, regarding H4AD, the new auto renewal policy. So my mm-hmm. uh, wife's uh, H4 and the AD extension was filed uh, along with my H1B on last year, December 23rd. Um, the mm-hmm. H4 got approved on August 18th, and but the H4AD got RFE. The RFE response was submitted on September 21st. Now it has been, and it was acknowledged by USCIS on um, when 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 was our EAD expiring? Expired on March third. March third expired on March third. Yeah, so six months after 180 days is mm-hmm. somewhere in September or October. Yeah, so she cannot work right now. Okay, so it's it's not applicable for her yeah. at this time. That's right. And uh, so what? Uh, so uh, my uh, the another question is that when does uh, their the uh, their clock start the USS clock start is it the day when we submitted the RFE response or when they acknowledged it? What clock? Uh, the sixty day window. The general it's mentioned that sixty day um, uh, they will process the RFE response, review the RFE response within sixty days. Oh, 60 days from the time they received your uh, your response, but they don't act within that 60 days. So not what, all the time they'll act within that 60 days. So if 60 days passed, then then what what uh, what action I can take? Uh, I don't know of any action that you can take. They will act accordingly. Just you take an action, they'll immediately give you a red carpet and give you the EAD. I don't know how to do that. Okay, let's go to the next caller, please. Nachiket. Uh, hi Rahul. Uh, I uh, I wanted to ask you about the L2 EAD. So uh, my EAD is valid till January and L2 also uh, January 30th. Uh, I wanted to see if I can. Uh, I have already filed for uh, L2 renewal and EAD renewal, but uh, I wanted to see if I can take advantage of the new rule which got passed. Uh, no, the ADD. only way you can take advantage is the L1 extension is already approved, is right? Yes. The only way right now to take advantage is for you to go outside the country and get the L2 stamping and come back. 
So uh, if I do that um, by going to Mexico or Canada, um, will there be That's a possibility fine. that I can, you know, get it done? Uh, yeah, then you can. So it's, yeah, so then so you it, don't have to file. You don't have to file any EAD. Now, this is only for L2s, though. Um, Gayatri, can you unmute Stephen? Yeah, I've done, Rahul. I'm uh, done. Stephen, you have to unmute. Fine, right, I'm good now. Yeah. Um, Stephen is there just in case if I tell any of the wrong things on L2s and uh, H4 EADs. So in your case, you just have to go to uh, Mexico, Canada, if they allow you, or to India, get your stamping for L2. And once you come back, you can start working. No, yeah, well, you, they need um, the L2 I-94 guidance is going to be updated in the next 120 days in order to allow the authorization incident to status. Oh, it's not there right now, you meant to say. No, CBP is developing the new I-94. Now, now in your instance, um, sorry, the, with your EAD being valid until January, if you're able to come back in and get the extended I-94 and then file your EAD before that date, you'll qualify for the 180-day automatic extension at least. Oh, okay, but his um, his EAD is already pending, though. Well, that'll be so fine. He, yeah. So as long as you can get the eight, the L two um, I ninety four extended, um, and just be cautious with traveling because technically, since you don't have a valid I ninety four, it's not an automatic revalidation issue. Uh, he's a, going. To, uh, he's going to. He's going to go get the stamping. Yeah, you got to get the stamp. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I need so to go to Mexico. So, so, so let me understand one thing. If he gets a stamping, he comes back. And if the EAD extension is still pending, then he can work right now. Yes. Yeah, as long as okay. you get that extension done before January 30th. Okay. So because I have a valid EAD and if I get my L2 approved, uh, I can come back and start working because I already have a valid EAD. And that gets 180 days extension at least for six months. Not only you have valid EAD, your extension is pending also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and my I have already applied for the EAD. Do I have to yeah. come back so and you, apply for the EAD again? No, you don't know. The old okay, old petition can work. So yeah, technically I need to go to Mexico and come next back. Per, next person. Next well well, just because you go to Mexico and come back, you won't automatically get the extension all the time. That's what Stephen is telling. You have to get the passport stamping and come back. Okay, so I need to go uh, to Mexico and get a passport stamping done and come back. Does your Mexico, from Canada, or India? No, there is oh, nothing we can do about it. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Ram. Ram Chin. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes. Go ahead, Ram. Yeah, hi Rahul. <clears throat> So I have, uh, I have my H1 renewed and uh, for my wife, uh, we went to Mexico border and got her I-94 extended. Thank you for, um, thank you for informing because we need more feedback on it. So her I-94 is extended until what time? Uh, till uh, 2024, uh, okay. uh, June, July. So where, where, so let me understand when you went there and you just come back the CBP, you showed the H1B approval and they gave I-94 until 2024, July. Uh, no, they, uh, I, I just told them that uh, I have changed the employer. I got a new H-1B. Um, okay. Based on that, I want to extend my wife's I-94 also. They said that uh, I have to cross the border and come back. I just crossed the border and entered back. While entering, okay. they, they give the new I-94 for her. Thank you for the feedback because we're trying to get more feedback on that. Okay. That's good to know. Um, <clears throat> so her current uh, H-4 and H-4 EAD valid till December. 
this December, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I haven't filed her H four. I only applied for standalone H four EAD uh, based on the approved I uh, extended I ninety four. Okay. In this case, uh, can I make use of that one eighty rule, and uh, can she continue working if the H four EAD is pending? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Answer is straight. Yes. For only one hundred and eighty days. Yeah. Do uh, do I need to apply for H four or is it not needed? No, you have nine ninety four. You don't need H four. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Uma. Uh, hi Rahul. I hello. Yeah, I just yes, have one quick question. Following on that, I am in the similar situation. I applied both my H four and H four EAD along with my husband's H one B in July thirtieth. but we did not get any approval until now but the problem is my i765 i131 uh, based on i485 are pending with texas service center since november 2021 so like if i go to the mexico border or canada i have valid h4 h4 until december 2021 one more month i can go do that but my i131 will be abandoned right if i go You're to right. the So right. then, what should I do in my case? Like it's very confusing for us. Like, uh, you can go. You can your I one thirty one be will be abandoned. Not your seven six four eight five seven six five. Not your four eight five. So you can go and come back and apply for the I one thirty one again. Ah, uh, but is that a good idea? Because it's the first time I'm applying the I. You know the service centers; they are already very confused and denying. Well, you have to. There is something we call in Telugu is that you want to pick mom or folder. you can't get both you have to pick a choice there okay okay and and one one more thing is like i am in my company is also we are eligible to take the fmla leave if needed like 12 weeks if i if i chosen to take that leave not to go to the stamping so am i able to like is it okay if that's converted into the short term disability and get the benefit no. while h4 is Okay. No, you cannot get short-term disability while the H four EAD is pending. You must have the EAD for short-term disabilities. Okay. Okay. The only option Next. in my case is like just to go and get that I ninety four valid. And Rahul, one more thing is like my. It's H4 not guaranteed. Just because that other gentleman got the H extended, it's not guaranteed you'll get the I ninety four extended all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get... yeah. It, it, technically, so we've seen it. Happening, and that's that. Guys, not the first one to do it, but technically speaking, CBP it, it, it's a gray area because there's no valid visa stamp and there's no I ninety four for them to uh, an I seven nine seven for them to extend on. That's why it's risky. That's why you know we're kind of you know warning you. You may get stuck in Mexico with you know nothing. Uh, she, she, no, out. she has a, she has until December two thousand twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah. You just won't get the extended. You just won't get the yeah. extension. Okay, uh, like uh, yeah, one one more thing is like uh, if my my H four is already pending with tech, uh, like Vermont Service Center, so do I need to inform them once I come back? No. Like once you're that's fine, ma'am. You don't have to inform. If you get the validity until to to whatever period your husband got it, yeah. you're under no obligation to inform them. Uh, then Next they'll question. just process my H four EAD as a standalone EAD, right? No, ma'am. They will still attach with the H four and process along with the H four. That's how it works out. But I got my stamping done, right? You told me that. You told me that. Okay. You told me that. I'm aware of it, but they still not will separate it and process okay. it faster for your sake. They won't do it. There is okay. no procedure for them to do it. Okay. Next person, please. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rahul. Thank you.
Vijayan? Uh, hi, Ragul. Yeah, this is Vijayan. So, uh, this is more my husband. Regarding... Uh, Ragul, can you hear me, right? I can. Yes, I thank, thank you. Regarding it's regarding a Hachonbi. So my husband, I'm working in a Hachonbi. My husband traveled to, from India uh, to here in Hachfor status by taking a long leave from uh, from his employer. So later on, his employer filed Hachonbi, but some internal policy situation uh, Hachonbi they filed with the change of status and it got approved for three years. But some unknown reason they are not able to transfer him from India payroll to US payroll, but my husband physically in US. So we waited, waited, and then we got to know the 60 days grace period. Um, we can be without paycheck like that. It extended until eight, four days. Finally, we decided to transfer his Hachon to the new employer. We did a transfer. Right now the transfer is going on and he's working with the new employer. Um, regular full-time he's working right now. But now we got an RFE from ESES asking pay stubs from april 24 the day he got out the, the problem is you waited until the 84 day you let right. him violate the status though you right. may want to consult steven or somebody in my office to have a consultation okay that's not supposed to happen the better way is for him to go outside the country and come back uh -huh. but it's better to consult a lawyer before you do that you should not have let him pass up to 60, 60, 60 plus days. That's a wrong decision. You knew it. You took the risk. But don't take yeah. it anymore right now. Have a consultation. Next person, please. Okay. Sahi? Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is a question regarding I-485 and uh, the today's visa bulletin. Mm -hmm. uh, so, actually, last year, November, my husband has uh, filed a downgrade petition. His original was in EB2. And his what is priority the priority date? Was in May, May, on May 15th, uh, 2013. 13. So he downgraded in on November 4th uh, to EB3. And uh, his uh, I-114 downgrade was approved. And uh, we finished the biometrics. And we did not get the EAD and advanced parole, of course, yet. But... Uh, Right now, in today's bulletin, his uh, EB2 is uh, date of filing has moved uh, past his priority date. So we were wondering whether we should refile or uh, wait until it is current in final action date or what we, we need to do. Another thing I want to add here is we received three letters for my husband, not for me, uh, stating that it is a correspondence uh, regarding his me medicals. Recently, that is last week, we received those three letters. They're, all three are same letters, but they are just saying basically they're courtesy letters to asking for medicals. Send, sending, send, wait, wait, ma ma your, question is, your question is going too long. Wait. Yeah, sorry, um, that's it. I, I, I'm a practicing lawyer, okay? So I know what things are. Don't tell me the priority dates, okay? That'll be too immature. Now, sorry. coming to the point though, um, whether to file, interfile, or whether to refile, okay? There are some advantages and there are some disadvantages though. I want you to watch this video for 10 minutes I made between Emily and me. And, uh, and if you are maintaining the non-immigrant status, you can refile the entire application. There are some advantages, there are some disadvantages. If after watching this video, you should, you still cannot make your mind 
of doing what you want to either refile or interfile. Don't ask me to make a decision for you. Give a coin to your husband. Let him toss it. Okay. Let him pick the choice. Okay. And then if something goes wrong, you'll blame your husband. Okay. okay? Yeah. So I want everybody who is indecisive to make the decision. I want you to watch the video. And if you cannot make it, um, decision after watching the video, please give a toss to your spouse and let her pick the choice. And hear her or him to pick choice. And whatever happens, we'll blame that spouse. Now, one guy calls me, I don't have a spouse. Give it to your brother. Give it to your mother. I don't know whom you give it. We'll blame them. Okay? Uh, that's the best way to do it. Or you just toss yourself. Next person, please. Thank you. Karthik. Thank you, Gayatri. Hi, Rahul. So this is in regards to my wife's application. So we, we applied for my wife initial EAD in August 2020, which was denied since my H1 was until May 2021 this year at the time of filing. By the time it got denied, we already filed the extension like H1, H4 and EAD and did the biometrics for both the cases. The first one H4 was approved in June 2021 this year, but EAD was denied stating H4 was not valid. The second one that went to Texas Service Center, we gave bio in uh, biometrics in March 2021 and got H4 approval in September 2021 and EAD approval in October 2021. Now the card has been has not been produced or sent yet. Instead, they sent biometrics again for December 1st uh, for I-765. And now she got a full-time role after her approval. She went to an interview and got a full-time role and she has to report that in December. But since this EAD is like extension and not like initial one, can she start with the auto extension that- But, but for the first EAD was never approved, is it right? Yes, that was never so approved. This is not an extension technically speaking about. Yeah, but uh, this biometrics, this is the third time in a year. I don't know. I don't know. I, if you want, make an appointment with this Stephen Brown guy. He keeps on refusing okay. the cases. Uh, I'm okay. filing the court litigation. Let him do it again. Stephen, okay. anything you say about the, all these stupid things? Whatever. Yeah, not... Just shoot, shoot me a message. I'll take a look at it. Um, if it's an H4 case, yeah, yeah, we, are, we aren't able... Because of our is, class, I actually can't file new ones. But reach out to me and I'll see if I can't take a look at it. Okay, okay I, I give you his email address. Next person, please. Thank you so much, Ron. Pradeep? Hi, uh, thank you everyone for supporting here. Uh, Rahul, I have a question on, I received my GC and all the thanks for all the guidance, but my L1 renewal is still pending. Do I need to take any action or what would be the next step for me? Check your L1. <laughs> That's okay. it. You don't have to worry, buddy. Don't come oh. to this conference call. You're good. Don't waste your time. You're good uh, to thank go. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all for all your help. Okay. Wish you best of luck. Yeah. Thanks. Sharat. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for organizing these sessions, first of all. So I have two questions, actually. So the first question is, I was working with the employer A earlier. At that time, he filed for my POM application and it got approved uh, 10 days back. So is he good to 
go ahead and file the i140 application or will there be any issues what issues are you anticipating i mean i am um, seeing like ability to pay and uh, some other concerns you are working for the companies right no i am not working for that company right now i switched oh, my yeah if the yeah the, so so because you switched to the comp to different company you're thinking whether or not the previous company they can file it ability to pay maybe an issue but i will take the chance if available if the company is willing to file so if the company is willing to file then that should be fine right i would take the chance okay and the second question is actually i currently i'm on f1 so uh some people said that f1 is a single intention visa and you should not file for gc while you are on f1 uh will there will be chance uh, during the travel so is that true i would definitely recommend not to travel okay but uh, here if we stay that should be fine you're saying yeah if you, if you stay here you are you don't have any problem okay okay uh, thanks rahul next person vishnu Hi Rahul. Yes, go ahead, Vishnu. Yeah. So uh, I applied my four eighty five in twenty October uh, downgrade, and priority date is fifteenth uh, May twenty eleven. Uh, the uh, downgrade uh, one is still uh, pending. I got my EAD and AP. Uh, what do you suggest? Me shall I use it or just keep it on hold until? Well, May May did you say May fifteen two thousand eleven? Sorry, sir, not May fifteen. May thirty first twenty eleven. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, same. It's. Uh, I would tend towards going. Re- if you maintain the non-immigrant status, though, I would definitely tend to go towards inter- uh, refiling the entire application. But it's your choice, though. Watch the video. Give the ca- task to your wife. Something goes wrong, we'll blame it. Don't tell me I don't have a wife. Okay? No, no, no. Take your yeah, mom, reason- sister, whoever it is. right the reason i'm asking is because i uh, with the current employer my perm and i140 was approved so in september i filed a new 485 in eb3 and it's uh, it went to msc and it's pending there you know for you both are current is right for you okay. are current in yeah right, sorry right. about that yeah since both are current though i mean i don't see a reason to to refile that but the only thing is that on the on the on the ead we got on the prior application where the i140 downgrade is still pending but you don't use the ead if you don't want to right uh, so uh, as i was following uh, you and emily where you suggested not to use it if the downgrade is pending yeah i would not use it okay but uh, but the thing is that shall i interfile to eb2 uh, in no, the no no don't interfile right now okay because you keep... 2011 you're current either way yeah rahul but there is no use right now because that's, i got the ad but it's in the hand that's my advice is up to you what you right, right, i agree i agree so right you. now third preference is january 15 2012 so i don't know why you have to confuse the immigration officers by interfiling and confusing them then delay the entire application it's current i mean if i'm able to approve now i have to change the entire scenario to approve your case well let me put it on pending for a couple of years okay so yeah, that's what they will do the employer i requested money at times to a premium processing is not doing it just waiting to luck to get that 140 approved that's different issue yeah so next I'll person just, please yeah thank you i i will sit quiet because both final action dates are current for you next okay. person please thank you ram 
Rushi? Yeah, hello Rahul. Oh, yeah. Um I have um my previous employer employer A um I have an approved I140 which was done in May May 2018. Uh two months back I moved to a new employer uh, for a full-time job in Texas. um i'm planning to get married like uh, with uh, in india um who doesn't have a visa in india um us visa so like uh, to use that like if i if my uh, spouse after coming to us after like 3 or 4 months if she want to work um like uh, Wait, uh, your, your i140 was been approved in 2018 you stick with that company for 6 months period and then now you move yes. out to a different company you can use that yes. i140 approval for your wife whom you are not married right now if you later marry you can get that lady h4 and you can get that lady h4 uh, even though you're not working for, even though you're not okay. working for the company that file for your i140 you can still file for h4 ed for your wife So no need to wait for this complete a new company to wait for the complete new not for getting the not for getting the EAD for your wife I would not wait so just stay with the current employer and just uh, use the um, I one forty old I one forty and get the that's what EAD. I told two times before you to you got next it. person got please. it thank you thank you. Meghna? Uh, I can't hear you, Meghna. Harsha? Harsha? Matthew? Harsha, I can't hear you. Hi, hi Rahul. Uh, thanks for the. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, thanks for the service and uh, the opportunity. So, um, this is regarding H four H four EAD. My wife's H four and EAD was set to expire in September twenty twenty one. Um, her H four renewal was applied in April twenty twenty one, and it got approved in uh, September twenty twenty one. But uh, the H four EAD was applied in standalone. and applied in june 2021 uh, so that's still pending so with the new settlement uh, will be a, will she be able to work yes for a period of 180 days from september from the time the ed expires so even if the uh, i1 for i94 was expired for a month uh, no 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 be... right now she has an i94 valid right yeah yeah i94 never expired before the i94 expired you already filed it she's in good shape Okay so yeah thanks Srihan um, Hi Rahul thanks for taking my question uh, can you sure. Yes go ahead So this is regarding uh, the similar question that Matthew asked and yesterday you were uh, you were not sure about this November 12th settlement thing uh, effective for retrofit cases uh, it, Yeah it is it is effective retrofit as the question was asked exactly in in uh, uh, what was asked in tv asia 
Um, I just responded to this guy. He actually asked the same question just before you. So for that, does employer need to do anything? Because employers that are in his teams also, I mean, they're still getting to learn about this. Do they have to revalidate? Uh, they, can, uh, they can consult Stephen Brown. He, the, the lawyer who is a litigation lawyer is here. The one who litigated the file. Stephen, if the employer we, has we any put questions. Up a, yeah, and we just put up an article about kind of the I-9 side of this as well on our website. Or, or you can have your employer contact uh, Stephen Brown. No. Did you say no or yes? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's on the website. It's on the website, you said, right, um, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the website, but if they have any questions, they can consult Stephen Brown. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. He's the one who litigated the case. Okay, so this is applicable for retrofit cases. Thanks. Yeah. Niharika? Hi. Um... My question is about interfiling. Um, so last year in October, we filed uh, for the EAD card on my husband's uh, priority date, which is March 1st, 2012. And they had to downgrade it from EB2 to EB3. And now my my uh, I-140 got approved. It, it needed an amendment. It got approved. And my priority date is um, February 28, 2011, which is current in EB2. So we are trying to figure out if we can interfile um, no. our application. So interfile yours as a, your I-140? No, I would definitely not suggest. Is it illegal? I don't think so, but definitely not. If I... the same, because you are not current at the time in October of 2020. I was, but it needed an amendment. Well, that means that you didn't have an I-140 at the time. I had, but the company name changed. No, that's not, that's not, okay, that's fine, not okay. valid I-140. That's not valid I-140. Okay, got I-140. it, got it. So, that's the reason why we file all these amendments along with the 485 applications. We don't oh. file it. We, you can't file an amendment later on. You have to file it on that day. So I definitely do not recommend you for interfiling. Absolutely not. Uh, is it illegal? Or it may or may not be illegal, but I will not suggest you do. If you want, you can refile the entire application. Or Next just person. Wait. Okay, thanks. Or just wait, yeah. Vamshi? Um, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, so my situation is uh, I have a EB2 I-140 uh, dated March 2012, which was current as of uh, December's bulletin. Um, the final action date is current. However, I am outside of US. I'm in Canada on a permanent residence and uh, my H-1B uh, expired in November 2020 and I don't work for the company anymore back in the US. So what would be the best course of action? How can I file my... Uh, is your company still want you to cooperate in getting the green card or not? They are open, yes. Uh, but uh, I've read somewhere that once the final action date is current, uh, there is some... Uh, Within uh, one year period, you're supposed to file the 485 application. But you can do one thing. You can file something called I-824. Okay. I-824 and try to get the green card in Canada. It's called uh, I-824. Is it uh, something similar to council processing? That's exactly what I said. But uh, they, my company wants me to avoid doing that. Uh, they are, they are not. I mean, I well, think some. They told me that uh, future he, employment. He, here should... is the story that we have in Telugu. 
if you lost the ring in the dark you have to search in the dark just because you have a light somewhere else you don't go somewhere else and search for your ring okay so they are the masters of this application okay if they so, don't want you to get the consular processing you come here on h1b can i can i come back group. on h1b even though my file filing date is current yeah it's not fine yeah you can one is that the rule is only applicable with the final action date is correct the one year rule okay okay um the second one is that yeah you the best the best approach i i don't like this consular process i hate it um if you can get the uh, adjustment of status that's better best is for you to come here and then apply for the 485 application that will be the best and i can come uh, apply for an h1 even though my final Absolutely. action date is correct okay that's so thank, th right. thank you very much rahul really appreciate it i'm going to go to the questions that have been posted here um uh if, if i file concurrent h1b with current pre can i work 40 hours with company belong with company any issues on this no that's fine i mean nowadays you young guys are not used to working 80 hours uh when i was young i used to work 9 to 9 6 days a week um that's perfectly all right can i may mirror me and in the same envelope or should it be different you can submit in the same envelope you don't have to submit in a different envelope um bharati with regards to the if the visa has been denied um that is not applicable if the h1b extension got denied visa is when you go to the department of state when you apply for the visa that's what it's called visa denial when the extension got denied it's only the h1b it's not a visa you don't have to take s to that thing you're fine but for those people whose visa has been denied and you click yes to that you just need to answer it on the 18th page saying that your visa got denied but later on you got a different visa and come back in you just need to mention it it won't matter you will still get the green card will there be only one receipt number for the whole family i'm guessing is for 485 application now each individual will be different can a spouse leave country for stamping i don't know when you say spouse does it mean uh is it the main applicant the h1b applicant or is it the let's say h1b applicant and mom is on h4 and kids are on h4 extension if the mom is leaving then there are other problems that will arise uh so that's the reason i don't know whether it's the uh, parently which parent the parent h1 parent or h4 parent can i use a different state address for my i would avoid that if possible there are certain ways to consider what is the home um you can you you may want to speak with your lawyer before you do that can i interfile from eb3 to eb2 based on the filing date you can prashant but it's strictly not advisable the reason is that hey you are telling them to adjudicate give me the green card they can't give you the green card on the filing dates it must be final action dates have to be current so i don't see any purpose for you to interfile them 
Um, Kiran is asking a question. I don't know if Stephen is still there. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I, I would like to participate in H4 EAD litigation. Is any RN law group is filing and why you're not filing? No, we have a pending class action for all I5, H4 L2 I539 delays as well as H4 EAD delays. Can you explain delays, so what can. is a class? Can you explain what is a class yeah. action? Yeah, so we filed a case purported to represent an entire, all pending H4s and L2 uh, applicants so, as well so as H4 well, I, ha I haven't paid you any money. You're also representing me in the class action automatically? Yeah, once the class gets certified, that the whole case would impact the entirety of the class. Okay. So this guy is already in there, even though he didn't pay us the money. Correct. Okay. So this is what class action guys, what a class action means is that this is for the entire H4 community though. It is not just for the people who paid or we did not, we may not have charged any money at all, but it's for the entire class. So we, law, Radio New NPC has already filed a class action. That means that you're already part of it though. Uh, so we cannot file a privately separate litigation right now. Am I right, Shivan? Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's ethical considerations as to why we can't file any on our own. Okay. Um, Manish is asking, should we do file or interfile? Manish, I'm giving you a response to you. Watch this video. If you can't make your mind, give it. Coin toss to your wife, let her pick it. Uh, my H-1B is approved in November 5th. Can I discontinue my master's? Assuming that you already uh, you already got the change of status, assuming that this change of status H-1B is not based on that master's degree, you absolutely can discontinue. Um, my wife's H4 extension got rejected as she filed I-129 after I-539. H1B was approved at I-129. Uh, will that impact the H1B? Assuming that the I-94 validity was there until the available H1B or I-129 validity starting date, though, there should be, but if it's if there is a gap period between the I-94 and October 1st, most probably, um, then it may create a problem. You may want to consult a lawyer. My prior date is 2012. If I did not get my EAD for interfile, does it affect my EAD process? No, interfiling does not affect the EAD processing, guys. Can we reference uh, Stephen Brown's reference to our employer for H4 EAD auto extension policy? Yes. Um, I will also give a link of that article, what Stephen Brown has written. He is the person who litigated from, uh, on behalf of the H4 in the class action, guys. Um, I'll give you his uh, the instructions. He has given a very clear instructions, though. But if you still want to, yeah, definitely. I'll give you his email address. Thank you guys. Um, 
Uh, if you want, anybody wants to make an appointment with Stephen Brown, I'll give you a link. Uh, he's the perfect person for you to make an appointment. Uh, I'll give you a link for you to make an appointment, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow. And there will be a YouTube and Facebook session uh, live from five to six. We definitely are going to address more on this interfiling and the refiling. We did it, but people still ask more questions. We'll try to do that. Thank you guys for coming uh, to the conference call. The next conference call is tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information, or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.